0: Hello guys, welcome to a podcast about how to be an airsoft sniper. This is mostly tips and tricks for beginners and it is a a kind of response to one of the most common requests I receive from people asking for advice on getting started in airsoft sniping. Now having played airsoft for a decade and attended hundreds of events over the years with the vast majority of that time being spent as a sniper, I'm going to warn you now It is without a doubt the hardest role to play in airsoft so to help you get started i'm going to go over what are the best guns you can buy for the role how to shoot them how to hit your target let's talk a little bit about movement concealment and the equipment you're going to bring into the field the big question that everybody wants to know is what is the best airsoft sniper rifle unfortunately there is no easy answer here and it's going to depend on your needs and your technical ability. If you're just starting out though and are unsure if it's the role for you and have limited technical knowledge, there is, thankfully, an answer. Uh, that's the Novridge SSG 10A1. It's not the best gun but it is the best value and it is good to go out the box and it is going to have you hitting targets at 80, 90, perhaps even 100 metres on a good day. Now, if you've got a little bit more of a budget and are and you have some technical knowledge, there are some choices and they're not such a straightforward decision as as, as you would like. Uh, Novices SSG24 is a popular choice, but it's not going to perform as well as a fully upgraded and tuned VSR build. Without a doubt, the best built rifle on the market today is a Silverbag SRS, but that's expensive and heavy and it's got a, an unusual open bolt design that does require special attention during difficult weather conditions. It is however reliable, it's super quiet and with the right upgrades it has the potential to reach out past 100 metres which does make it the first choice for many experienced snipers who are able to overlook its awkward ballpup design that does make it a little bit unstable when um, free shooting with it and you're not in a prone position and it is a little bit difficult to use compared to traditional rifles. But what is my personal choice? Well for me regularly I will use a tuned VSR. not always for all events, though. For, for more specialist events, I will use a Tanaka M40 PCS bolt gas sniper rifle, which is silent. It's very accurate. It's got insane range, uh, but it's only got ten shots per mag, and it's certainly not a gun I can recommend for beginners. Uh, but ult- I think ultimately the choice is, is down to you. That those four choices of gun are, are, are what it comes down to. The SSG. 10A1, the SSG24, an upgraded VSR or a silverback. There are other options but for, in my mind they are the four main choices and ultimately it comes down to, to your personal choice here. For me I generally use the VSR um, not, not because I'm looking for the longest range but I am looking for accuracy around the 80 to 85 meter mark and the VSR platform is is brilliant for mounting cameras to and capturing gameplay whereas the SRS is for me personally it's not so good for capturing gameplay it's not so stable when you're holding it it does tend to shake around a little bit more than a VSR and because it's such a small platform the cameras are very very close to me so when I've got my selfie cam pointing towards me the VSR is it's a better platform because the camera can be mounted further away, which just gives a better picture for you guys to watch on, on YouTube. Now, my VSR is, is, is a big, it's a lot of custom parts on that. Externally, it's got the Maple Leaf stock, it's got an upper receiver with a spirit level rail mount, which allows me to get my first shots as straight as possible. Internally, on my VSR, I have a Springer Custom Works trigger and piston. With an Action Army Company Teflon cylinder nozzle and hop chamber. Um, this um, is then, uh, then I've then got a sniper mechanic flamingo bucket and a stalker nub on a stalker Morpheus barrel. Uh, for it's, it's a setup for accuracy rather than the longest possible range. Once you get past 85 meters range, the accuracy is always going to ve- sort of. Um, be compromised by external factors whether it's wind or uh, just slight imperfections in bbs once it's very very hard to get accuracy past 85 meters and that's all i'm working on If, if i can get my gun shooting uh, perfectly at 85 meters, I'm, I'm happy. I'm never really chasing maximum range. I know a lot of guys like to brag about maximum range, but for me, it's not so important. And I would say most of my shots that I take in game are probably around the 50 to 60 meter mark, and rarely do I take anything over 100 meters. So, um, yeah, that's, that's my setup. Um, on the front of my uh, scope, I've got a honeycomb lens cover which reduces scope clint. Uh, scope glint um, I've got a custom suppressor on the front which means that uh, uh, it, it's important to me because it allows me to stay quiet and not re- reveal my position uh, to opponents my scope camera I have on there is a, it's a custom camera it's not available to buy which I've got mounted in a, a housing designed by the Dutch s or sniper clean shot inside my cameras I use 128 gig cards the highest quality I think that a2 I think the, the quality of the cards. I tend to use sand discs which is the make and the quality of the card is an A2 and I have enough external batteries on there which will ensure I'm able to switch my cameras on and leave them running for the entire day so I can keep my mind on the the hunt. Cameras are of course an optional extra for you if you're just starting out and it's certainly not an item I recommend to anybody uh, who's just beginning because they are very distracting and they do add a lot of weight to your rifle. Ghillie suits are obviously an important consideration. Uh, I personally wear my KMCS Kicking Mustang Concealment System ghillie suit. The modifications I make to this and the exact configuration I use depend on the environment I'll be playing in. There's no hard and fast rules about which ghillie suit is best for you. A lot will depend on where you're playing and of course your budget. Uh, Also your ability to craft your own suit will also determine whether you perhaps want to make your own, or you want to um, buy a, a, a leaf suit and, and build from there. You, you What you want to consider is, in the environment you're going to be playing in, if you're going to be playing in an urban area, do you want to be wearing a big, full, bush style suit? Probably not, and you've got to get those colours matched to the environment as well. Make sure the colours match. That's the most important thing for me, is getting the colours right. There's no point having a grey suit if you're playing in a very yellow and orange forest and the same way there's no point having a uh, orange or green ghillie suit in a, if you're playing in an urban environment. That's one thing I would also say that a lot of people say ghillie suits don't work in urban environments. That's, that's not true in my experience, you can use very lightweight greys and tan leaf suits um, which do really do help conceal you in urban areas uh, when you're not moving and you're in like a, a say against rock or concrete grey or light tan coloured leaf suits do work exceptionally well so yeah consider the environment you're gonna be playing in and go from there. there is no hard and fast rules uh, on, on ghillie suits um, your sniper rifle um, is gonna to have to be paired with a pistol, and your decision here will be between choosing a silent, non-blowback gun like the Tokyo Marui HK, uh, Mururi MK23 that I favour for silent, accurate takedowns, or you will have to look at fast-firing, more compact, gas blowback guns like my Tokyo Mururi HK45 that you'll often see me select when I'm playing in urban environments. The choice, though, it is ultimately down to your style, and my personal decisions when I select my pistol is going to be based on the chance of me getting surprised by an enemy stumbling on my position. So if I'm playing in an urban area, I think the chances of me being surprised, say an enemy coming around a corner or into a room is going to be higher, in which case I'm going to have to select a fast firing gas blowback pistol that I can draw quickly and get shots on target quickly. If I believe I'm going to be playing in an area where I'm going to have the upper hand more often and I'm going to have time and space to use that I'm going to utilise the abilities of the silent but somewhat cumbersome and slow firing MK-23 uh, hand cannon. Either way, all of my pistols I do upgrade them and they've all got Maple Leaf Crazy Jet barrels in and hop rubbers which ensures that I'm able to take on enemies at pretty much any range and I rarely feel at a disadvantage against opponents especially well certainly at least for the first few seconds of a combat when um, I'm able to get a lot of shots onto target or I'm able to take shots before the opponents know I am there. But You know, ultimately the decision is going to come down to you on pistols, whether you want to have that fast-firing gas blowback pistol or you want something a bit more precise and silent that's going to allow you to stay undetected. So, something else that might be worth considering is whether you want to carry grenades. Depending on your budget and the environment you're going to be playing in, there are three choices here. The BFGs, or blank firing grenades, which are heavy, made of solid metal, and you load them with a... uh, with blank ammo that makes a very loud bang when the grenades impact. These are quite expensive to initially buy but they are cheap to use each time and inside buildings or in an urban environment these are ideal for throwing into rooms and around corners as they explode on impact and they are almost impossible to avoid. The problems with them are that these BFGs are heavy so they're on your belt or webbing they're You notice you're carrying them and also they're easily lost in the field after you've thrown them Um, another option similar to bfgs are gas-powered solid state grenades such as the airsoft innovations tornado 2 which you load with hundreds of bbs and gas them up and when they detonate they spray out in a 360 degree arc stinging anybody within that kill radius making them a pretty terrifying prospect to face to be honest personally Though I prefer disposable grenades, and my favourite are the Russian tagging grenades. They are light, solid, very realistic, uh, they're perfect for throwing, and when they detonate they're very loud, and they th- also throw out BBs in all directions as well. So they're they are they're, they're a lot of fun to use. They're Because of their design as well, they're not very heavy, so you don't risk injuring people. That's something else to consider when you're using solid BFGs or gas grenades. That when you throw them, they're heavy, so you have to be very careful. Throw them underarm and keep them below head height. Whereas um, paper pyros or disposable pyros, you can throw them more aggressively because there's not that chance that they're going to injure someone if you hit them with it. The, the the big downside though of the disposables are they are quite expensive, ranging from anything from two or three pounds for the very cheapest and not particularly reliable. Uh, mid one's about £5, but the most expensive ones, like the tagging grenades I really like, they're about £10 a throw, so they are yeah painful every time you use those. Painful on your wallet, not necessarily the person on the receiving end. So we've had a look, I had a, had a talk about loadouts, the equipment, um, your, your guns that you could be using. I want to talk a little bit about the general rules of sniping now for you guys just starting out. More specifically, this is about ghillie sniping. Now my first piece of advice for anybody wanting to get into sniping is to... Um, you may have seen guys on YouTube uh, running around. They call themselves active snipers. Is I would advise against doing that. Now I'm not going to knock the guys who do do it on YouTube. The likes of Novridge or Silo or Clean Shot. They are they are really good at what they do. But I can promise you that you're not going to make the most of your bolt action rifle if you play this way. You. The thing about having a bolt-action rifle is you've only got a little bit of extra range compared to an assault rifle, which normal assault rifles would be able to reach out to maybe 60-65 metres. Your gun is probably going to be reaching the 80-85 metre range. So you've got a little bit of extra range, but not a lot. You've got a little bit more accuracy, but again, not a huge amount of extra accuracy. Um, and the thing you get, you do have a lot more of is a lot slower rate of fire, and you're going to get outgunned if you catch yourself in a, in a 1v1 shootout with any player who's got a fully automatic weapon. So as good as those active snipers are on YouTube, they do have the advantage, and I'm going to, I'm going to say this, uh, they do have the advantage of being able to edit their footage. They cut out a lot of the times they get killed and a lot of their missed shots. So I don't recommend trying to emulate their play style if you want to be effective as an airsoft sniper. Now we've got that out of the way. Now I think the most important tip for you then is going to be to learn to use your sniper from a concealed position. Position uh, which will make the most of its accuracy in quiet shots and it will allow you to take out unprepared opponents and perhaps confused opponents and, and you can um, cause a lot of confusion in the enemy if you're able to use your bolt-action rifle while remaining concealed. Now, the only time I, I would suggest using your rifle out in the open is when you're working with a squad in a designated marksman role within a formation. Now, in this situation you you could you could put yourself in a good position to provide long-range and accurate fire for your squad while your teammates push forward uh, onto the enemy position um, but that personally it's not a role i like to play i prefer to play the sort of a solo stealth ghillie sniper role um, the next tip i'm going to give you which is going to be really important is is shot selection and it may seem obvious but your, your rifle only has a limited number of shots Uh, most most airsoft rifles have a capacity of around 30 bbs per magazine now as as i said this might seem obvious but but practice your shooting Um, whether you can do that at home or not um, or whether you need to go to a range or find a space where you can do it you you need to learn the flight of your bbs most guns have a unique flight path practice taking difficult shots through vegetation or or trees um, or obstacles now if you learn about the flight of the BBs, you'll soon figure out that you can, you can control that flight by tilting your rifle. If you tilt a bit, your rifle to the left or to the right, the BB can curve through the air, so you can make swerve shots. And when you learn about those, you're going to be able to use those to your advantage, whether that's leaning against wind or you're even able to curve them around objects. You, you know, around a corner of a building or around around a tree, you're you're able to take those trick shots, and it's an important skill that I um, do use from time to time. Another thing is learn about your breathing and how it affects your aim. The more you practice, the more you're going to understand how that works. You know, figure figure out or, or or learn to slow down your breathing, and either exhale completely or hold your breath as you take your shots to help steady the gun. Also it's important to think about when to take shots. Now, bear in mind that if the enemy is looking towards you, uh, your, your BBs are white, and when they fly through the air, the enemy will be able to see your BBs. So what you're going to have to do, if, if you miss an opponent and, and they've spotted your BBs, you could easily give your position away. They can trace the BB flight back. your position the old saying goes tracers work in both directions and it certainly is true for s sniping using white bbs so learn to value your concealed position more than the number of kills you're going to take so learn to value your concealment more than the number of kills you you are looking to achieve this means that you may not want to take a 100 percent kill shot. So if you've, if you've got an enemy in your target and you know there's a close to 100% chance of hitting them, take into account that they may have teammates around them or they may be part of a squad and if you shoot that person, they it may give your position away. If you think you've got a 100% chance of hitting someone but there's a 100% chance of giving your position away, if you take that shot, perhaps reconsider taking it but if you've got a shot that maybe gives you say a 20% chance of hitting but it's only got a very very small chance of giving your position away that might be a better shot to take uh, you could take several of those shots without giving your position away before you to, to pick up a kill uh, but it will allow you to remain undetected and for me that's the most important thing always if possible remain undetected. Remembering that if you do get in a stand-up fight with most other airsofters you're, you're not going to have an advantage. You're going to be at a disadvantage with a bolt action rifle. Now if you're in a close encounter with enemies, so it's, let's say enemies are very close to you um, and you're in a concealed position, what you're going to have to do is learn to master movement, specifically very slow and smooth movement. If when you are moving as an airsoft ghillie sniper, if you f- if you do not feel like you're moving like a sloth, those creatures that, that sit in the trees and move around very slowly, you are moving too fast. Don't snatch at your pistol. If, if, if you're close to an enemy and you need to draw your pistol to shoot it, don't snatch at your pistol and, and, and move quickly to draw it. Slow and smooth movements while drawing your guns and moving and, and, and taking equipment out. When you're turning your head, you've got to force yourself to move very very slowly in a smooth motion and try to look around with your eyes before you move your head and body if you hear, so if you hear movement off to the side try to peek with your eyes before moving your head and certainly before moving your body. Um, if you're able to um, master this slow and smooth movement you're going to be able to utilise your ghillie suit to its maximum effect um, if you're in a high position and you suspect enemies may stumble on your position, um, try to move very slowly. And another important thing is also to have your pistol ready and drawn if you're in a high position so you don't have to move to draw it from a holster. Have it laid next to your rifle. So if an enemy does stumble upon you, you are able to easily reach for your pistol um, with very little movement. Often you'll see in my videos, if I'm in a high position and I'm I'm aiming with my gun and enemies come up close, you'll often see I only have to move my hand only a few inches off my gun to reach and pick up my my pistol off the ground next to it. When you are... I want to talk a little bit more about movement actually. When you're scanning for enemies and you're looking around, you're perhaps moving through an environment, when you're holding your on, make sure you're not waving your gun around um, and keep as much of your body and your weapon as still as, as possible. I, I can't over emphasize how important this is. So scanning with your eyes, slowly turning your head if you need to, while maintaining the rest of your body and equipment as motionless as, as possible, as, as really, really is very important because it doesn't matter how good your ghillie suit is, if you are moving around, you're going to get spotted. And this is the key to ghillie suit sniping, having confidence in your suit and um, knowing how it fits in your environment and keeping your movement to a very bare minimum. Now, when, you are, when you've taken a shot, When you've taken a shot with your sniper rifle, uh, after you've taken that shot, similarly to not snatching at your pistol when you want to draw it, do not snatch and hurry the reload. Remembering that movement is going to give you away. So if you can, after you've made a shot, do not reload straight away. Wait a few seconds or perhaps even longer before slowly and smoothly racking your bolt. One of the biggest mistakes I see snipers doing, including the professional YouTube snipers, is that they snatch at the bolt. Um, It's this movement that is going to give you position away and it's not not only the movement but it's the noise that you're going to make when racking that bolt quickly that's going to alert opponents to your position. So slow, smooth and keeping things as silent as possible all the time. Leave the fast loud and dramatic to the popular YouTubers. It looks good on camera but it surrenders your most powerful weapon, concealment and Surprise. That is our most powerful weapon. As a ghillie sniper, concealment and the element of surprise. So, uh, there are are there times to snatch at your bolt and reload quickly. Yeah, there there are there are times to do fast reloads, um, but it's when you're only when you're compromised and you feel you have an opportunity to take down multiple opponents before they can get within effective range to take you down. That's the only time I would do quick reloads. Otherwise, I would. Perhaps prefer to use the time to bug out and reposition rather than to gamble on a face to face gunfight. For example, if I've got opponents at 80 meters and I've taken a shot and perhaps they've spotted me, rather than take, and let's say there's several of them, rather than try to take them all down as they rush towards me with several shots, I would rather use that time and I might have. metres of space, I might use that time and space to bug out, reposition, and take up a new hide position rather than attempt to take them on face-to-face in a gunfight. So let's talk a little bit about hiding and, and, and selecting hide positions. My biggest tip here for you guys is to not hide behind hard cover. This is because when you're behind hardcover you're going to have to and when i say hardcover i mean things like walls or tree trunks or um, cars or objects this is because you're going to have to look around or over those objects to spot and shoot opponents this is going to make it really easy to be spotted as your head weapon will be silhouetted against the outline of the hardcover if you can try to use cover that you can look through or hide in front of you may feel vulnerable at first if you're hiding in front of a cover so rather than say hiding behind a fallen tree or or a lump of uh, mud or a a mound learn to hide in front of it now you're going to feel vulnerable at first but honestly it's the best way to remain undetected uh, and it's going to give you the best field of view and kill zone to engage your targets now this is specifically for ghillie snipers if you haven't got a full and and this is more specifically as well for people who've got maybe a leaf suit and it's going to give you 360 degree concealment so you've got concealment on your front not not maybe not so much a traditional ghillie suit which is just a cloak but we're talking about the the kind of leaf suit that I wear and that gives me the ability to um sort of lean up in front of cover and blend into it rather than hide uh, behind it now s- Saying saying that it is also important to try to avoid obvious locations. Um, like if you if it's a flat piece of ground and there's just a single fallen tree in the middle of it, try to avoid hiding behind that single fallen tree. Because people are going to, enemies' eyes are going to be drawn towards that and they're going to be scanning it for location. Similarly, avoid man made structures like sniper towers that you sometimes find in airsoft fields. They're an absolute death trap for for airsoft snipers. You're easily spotted in them and there's no escape once you're pinned down. So, my advice with sniper towers, avoid them. A tip that I'm going to give you now is. And it might surprise you. This one is to try to avoid a face-down prone position whenever possible. As good as prone is for hiding and remaining undetected, it reduces your visibility to a narrow range in front of you, and it's very difficult to check around you while you're in this prone position because your um, the range you can see is pretty limited, especially in summer months as well, um, because there's. Vegetation has grown up, and also when you're low down and you shoot your airsoft rifle from that low down, it increases the risk that your shots are going to skim blades of grass or ferns and it reduces accuracy. So, it's not all, it's usually not a good position to find yourself in. And also, another thing is being low down reduces your ability to hear noise if you're laid face down on your belly any movement you make is going to cause rustling maybe not audible to enemies but it will certainly reduce your ability to pick up noises that the enemy may be making while you're moving now it may it may feel safe to be prone but there are a lot of disadvantages to consider before you take that position personally i avoid being prone uh, as much as possible and only use it as a last resort Uh, i'm also always looking for positions that give me multiple angles or a very wide range of angles to attack from. The prone position face down only gives you one very narrow angle. Usually not a good choice unless you have a very specific target you are moving towards. So this, we're talking a little bit about hides here and this brings us on to one of the most dangerous uh, times for a skilled ghillie sniper which is when they are leaving hide or prone position. There's almost almost always a blind spot when you're in a hide and it's often impossible to safely check it without taking a risk to move your entire body's position and potentially silhouetting yourself or or the movement giving you away. There's no easy way of doing this, there's no easy way of getting out of hide, you've just got to be slow and smooth and be aware when you're doing it that even though you have been in hide for a long period of time and you feel safe there may be an enemy player overlooking your position and, as yet, is unaware of you. So, and you may be unaware of them. So leaving hide is always a gamble. Be be prepared for an enemy to be looking at you while you are doing it. And you've got to be really, really careful slower and more careful you do this, the better. It's, It's a really dangerous time. So when you are in hide, consider the process of leaving it. And all I tend to do is do it as slow and as smooth as possible, imagining that an enemy is looking at me while I'm doing it. So with all the basics covered, I hope this has answered some of the questions you have had. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed this kind of content as well. If you think I've missed any of the major tips for new players looking to get into airsoft sniping, please let me know in the comments below. Thanks for listening, guys, and if you enjoyed it, please subscribe to the podcast, and I'll see you next time.